0: hello everybody welcome back to garibaldi reds a nottingham forest podcast myself max and dave asprey here to preview a big game at the city ground tomorrow nottingham forest v liverpool um do you know what dave i was thinking this morning i woke up and i've actually got a bit of a spring in my step not because of the kind of forest (laughs) results at the minute but I just thought, do you know what, we're playing Man United in Liverpool in the space of a few days. Yeah. And compared yeah. to the seasons before, <laughs> yeah. when we had all the turmoil and, and playing Rotherham and Blackburn on a on <laughs> on a on, on a Wednesday and then a Saturday. Yeah. No disrespect to those teams. But it, it it it's almost nice to it's it's almost it's almost nice to be here, isn't it? And nice to play the likes of of Liverpool at the City Ground for a big
1: game. In with the big boys, mate. We, we craved it, you know, we craved it. I craved it, Max, from the years before you were even born, my young friend, you know what I mean? It's, It's been so long, we wanted it for so long and, you know, that's why I desperately don't want us to give it away or have it taken away from us. I mean, events, events will be events. <laughs> I mean, I was saying, saying to somebody last night on a show, you know, I have absolutely no control over what Nottingham Forest do as a business or as a team i just sit in the stands and it you get on the ride you hang on for dear life whichever twist and turn it takes and uh you end up at a point and then you end up at another point and then actually if you get some points that would be great but you know what i'm saying points in time and uh yeah it's 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 great i mean no dis- uh, no disrespect to blackburn and i'm going to mention blackburn just off the bat they are the best team I've seen this week. I thought Blackburn against Newcastle tonight were absolutely tremendous. So I'm going to give some really... credit to Blackburn Rovers. John Eustace doing a good job. Why did Birmingham ever get rid of him? Maybe they were a bit starstruck. I don't know. Um, but I'm digressing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I said, I think, said somebody a couple of weeks ago, you know, a week where we get Aston Villa away, Manchester United at home, and Liverpool at home. I mean, you know, in terms of <laughs> there's three tough games as you can get. But, it's what we as a club, as a fan base of a footballing family, it's what we, you know, I'd like to think we all wanted. So we, we can't complain now we've got it.
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, we are live on Facebook and YouTube if everyone wants to get comments in. Um, and I don't know, ask me and Dave some difficult questions on a Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, not too <laughs> difficult, though, please. Uh, we'll discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never I really ask like that. Um, we're here to discuss Forest Liverpool and also we'll we'll touch on the news that came out yesterday about the city ground redevelopment and the delay with the council and possibly looking elsewhere. We'll touch on that later on. Um, Dave, let's just uh, quickly cast our minds back to Wednesday night, was it? Yeah, it was Wednesday mm-hmm. night against United in the Cup, and mm. despite the, ne- I wouldn't say negativity from the fan base, but despite a few, um, you know, I think everyone being a little bit downbeat that we didn't we didn't win in the end, but mm. another positive Cup run for me, um, mm. more minutes in the lad's legs, which might mm. come back to bite us, and also mm. I think to hold Manchester United for, for, for 88 minutes mm. and almost really match them shows where we've come as a football club, doesn't it really? Right.
1: Yeah, it does, mate. I think uh, it, it shows. <laughs> it shows how far we come from Saturday, because Saturday uh, at Villa Park was really um trying. You know, it was the first, certainly the first half was. Oh, it was very difficult to watch. um You know, all this, all this, <laughs> claret and blue joy around us, and we were there, and you're know, like, you stand there, stuck still, and you don't know what to say or do. And um, you know, we were outclassed on that day. I thought i now absolutely convinced that aston villa are the fourth best team in the country and they were far too good for us we, we fought back quite manfully and then we did you know did our usual we give a silly goal away and um, and help them you know back into a two-goal lead so comparing that with wednesday night i think there was so much more to enthuse about on wednesday night than there had been on saturday afternoon i felt On the Saturday coming out of Villaport, there wasn't anybody you could say for us who'd had a a really good game. Um, Wednesday night, I came out thinking, well, you couldn't say there was anybody who had a real stinker for us. I I thought we played some good football. I thought we created some chances. You know, with some shooting boots applied here and there, we might have taken the lead. I thought we were the better team for the first hour. And then I thought United got on the ball a bit more. Bruno Fernandes, when he'd stopped being a pantomime dame. Um, honestly, you know, if anybody needed, needed a psychiatrist's couch, it's that lad. Um, you know, they started to play. Casemiro came into the game and, and McTominay came in the game. I, th- I thought they had more of the ball the last half hour. And we were just sort of, we didn't keep it very well. And when we cleared it, we invited them back on. But, uh, I mean, from where I sat in the End, the goal looked a bad one. We're still very vulnerable from set pieces. I believe we have a set piece coach. I'd like to see what his remit is, see what he's getting paid because he doesn't seem to be paying much in in terms of dividend at the moment. And um, you know, I thought we deserved extra time. And then <laughs> if we'd gone to a penalty shootout, you know, we're not bad at those, so we we could have we could have actually made progress. But I think Nuno was right in saying afterwards there were there were. There were good things to take out of it. I thought dibocarigi looked quite sharp. I thought Nico played well again. Harry Toffolo, yeah, <laughs> I think he's the most improved player in our club, both as a footballer and as a human being. I think he's he's a real asset to us. You know, we I think we definitely set up wrong at Aston Villa. You know, you don't play centre half at left back and then allow Leon Bailey to have the run of the place. Um, so I thought Harry did a good job when he came in. Murillo and Filippo were better on Uh, Wednesday night but they couldn't have been much worse (laughs) than they were on Saturday you know for for them to to be hooked tells you everything so I we have a long way to go to be I think still a genuine Premier League team but you know Wednesday was an improvement on on Saturday on Saturday by a by quite considerable margin I would say Max
0: yeah, I think we're showing improvement. It's quite funny, Dave. You mentioned there about, you never know, we might have deserved extra time. I was thinking to myself, <laughs> extra time and penalties. I wonder what time I'll get back to Manchester on, uh, on Thursday morning. Um, and yes, it was. A, it, I, I wouldn't say it was a relief that, that, that Forrest lost the game because I'd never want that. But I did feel better when I got back at quarter past midnight rather than probably two o'clock. I actually didn't... Do you know what, Dave? The M6 was closed. So when I drove past... Uh, well, when I drove into Manchester, I actually had to drive past Old Trafford and I was thinking, wow, I've done, you know, I've like almost done the stadiums but it. Just,
1: it just, just made me laugh half asleep. Um, I, I, think, I think, Max, it, there's, there's this, this question of priorities again, isn't it really? I mean, my view is that if somebody yeah. said to me, you, you can beat Manchester United in FA Cup fifth round type or you can go to Kenilworth Road in a fortnight and get three points there. I want three points at Kenilworth Road. You know, that there is the romance of the FA Cup. We grew up, you know, with it as part of our footballing environment but these days league survival and, and league position is, is everything. So, um, you know, it would have been nice to go through. We'd have gone through to meet this lot that we meet tomorrow again. So, it might have proved to be a poison chalice but, Uh, It's about league points and it's about Max without wandering too far off the subject. It's about getting enough league points that if we are to have some taken away from us, we can absorb that loss.
0: Yeah, um, let's quickly touch on that on that points deduction. Actually, before we look at the Liverpool game uh, this week, Everton uh, handed back four points, um, and yeah. their charges are a lot are, are a lot worse than Forest. And mm. I'm not going to go into detail because it's an incredibly complex situation. And mm. me and Dave, me and Dave probably aren't the best people to talk about it. But um, what. What I think gives me a little bit of faith, Dave, and I'm sure it maybe gives you some faith, is that if Everton have got these four points back for charges originally, not focus on these charges, they're up against with Forest again, and their charges were, were uh, are a lot worse than than, than Forest uh, Forest's charge, really. So it does give you faith that, that I don't think it will be any more than six points. Is is is, is how I'm feeling at the moment, and I mm-hmm. think I think we. Say it quietly, but I, I honestly th- feel like we might be all right.
1: <laughs> I hope so, Max. I'm come back to my <laughs> I hope that your youthful optimism becomes <laughs> It's really- Friday. I thought I'd be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm resigned to a loss of six. Uh, to be honest with you, Max, but as you say, context is all. You know, Everton have had some given back, so there was a degree of leniency involved in that. Um, and you know, while it, it, it kind of oh god, that, that pushes us down the table, it's only put Everton one point ahead of us. Um, you know, so I, I mean, all, all my my take on it, and I may be completely wide of the mark, is that Forrest did the right thing with regard to the Brennan Johnson deal and the money therein, but they didn't do it in the time allowed. That is my understanding. I hammer me if I'm wrong, please do. But it's a timing issue. And I believe timing rules are to be changed again at some point. And I think that gives Mr. DiMarco some fuel to say, well, you know, if it's a moving feast, Nottingham Forest, we're working within a moving feast. You know, there will be rules have been broken. There will be some kind of sanction. Personally, I think it'll be six points. But you know, Mister DiMarco, who I'm, I'm sure I, I believe is the guy uh, charged with our he legal is. our legal um, uh, abilities, is <laughs> famous for not having lost a case. I, I, he certainly helped Harry Toffolo with Harry's issues uh and look at the effect that's had on harry toffolo so um you know based on the little i know of him and the situation i have confidence that we've got a good guy in there um but you know i my backstop is i think it'll be six points max and then anything you know from there well you just gotta say we're just on the ride you just gotta take it and deal with it mate you know what I mean
0: yeah we do. Um, an interesting situation
1: and it's going to be really interesting to see how it really it could do with being sorted out quicker for us as Nottingham Forest people but for every club you know it, it affects Luton Town, it affects Everton <laughs> they don't think it affects them but it does affect Manchester City because I think we're almost like the we're the guinea pigs before they get to the real big one if they ever bother to get to the real big one. There's 115 over there. There's one here, two at Everton. I believe Chelsea have got some issues to answer. Was talk of I saw one about Villa, maybe. You know, it, it, what you can't have, Max, is you can't have, say, a team, whoever it might be, being relegated at the end of the season and then points being moved about to then say, well, actually, you're not relegated and somebody who finished above the line now is below the line. It, it's just, it's, it's unethical and it's unhealthy. And... You know if you're going to take points off take them off now so we know where we stand that that is my personal view and then and then right clear the deck. like they, they took to be fair they took 10 off everton and everton knew where they were and to be fair to everton they went and got them back within three weeks because they went on this tear you know they use it as a cause and as a motivation you know so but i do worry about forest i do worry about us, our ability to get what we need to cover any potential lots of points down the line
0: I'll be honest we will certainly see you know you touch on Mr DiMarco being the um, the kind of messy of sports lawyers Dave I'm going to call you I'm going to call you the messy of I'm going to call you the (laughs) messy of Garibaldi Red the messy of podcast
1: mate I'm just messy let's put it like that (laughs)
0: Um, right.
1: Although I have had a wash and clean my teeth this morning, yeah, man, so yeah, now, so I tell you that now. Not that bad. I hope so.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Um, right. Let's touch on tomorrow's game. Um, and again, it's a, it, it, it's another big game. It's it's something Forest it could do with getting points uh, against. Mm. This is a good time to play Liverpool. They've you know had a similar rest mm. period to Forest with the FA Cup. Obviously, then winning the Carabao Cup, so celebrations. I mean, to be fair, they've got a lot of kids. They're playing at the minute and, and oh, yeah. they will have a lot of injuries. You know, this isn't, the, mm. the, it's a problem have faced, but, but maybe not mm. Liverpool for a while. Um, so they've got a lot of players out on the sidelines. Do you think this is a good mm. time to play them, Dave, tomorrow?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Max, to be honest with you, mate. I mean, you could look at the injury list. And you could say that, well, Mo maybe might might be missing and Darwin might be out and Trent's out, and Ryan Gravenberge is out. Little Diego Jota, who always is a thorn in our side, he's out. You know, um, I just don't know. I mean, <laughs> clubs these days give out injury information and we know this, you know, from our own experience especially with Mr Cooper you know you'd have a, you'd have a, a view as to who was injured going into a match and then you get there an hour before kick on oh blimey he's made an incredible recovery Lazarus is back in the team do you know what I mean and so tomorrow it would not surprise me tomorrow to see Darwin back and Mo back uh, the others I think the others are quite long term so is light it's a big loss to them but you know you look at them <laughs> I watched that Carabao Cup final. And, uh, you know, it's great to see kids being given a chance in any sphere of life. Get young people in. You know, it's the young people that propel the world around, not old farts like me. Get these kids in. And, you know, there's there's stuff about Clopper, don't like. I think he could be a little bit juvenile at times, a little bit over hysterical. But he put these kids on. You know, Bradley is the best of the bunch. Dan's came on, scored twice the other night against Southampton. Kumas, his dad was a proper footballer, you know, so he he's going in the right way. And then there's Clark, Kwanzaa, you know, the, the five of them. I mean, basically, it was Liverpool under 10s beat a billion pounds worth at Wembley last week. And the billion pounds worth really just looked second rate to these kids who all, you know, I thought it was brilliant management. I'm not a fan of Clark, but I thought it was brilliant management. Get them in, blood them, let them understand what it's like to play at Wembley, let them understand what it's like to play for Liverpool, that incredible history they've got, that 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 presence, that status they, they've got. And, um, you know, if these lads, these young lads play tomorrow against Forest, they're going to have no fear, they're going to really fancy it. And, and you know, they're first in the league, they're above Manchester City, which if you're above Manchester City, in my view, if you're a good side. We're 17th and while the table is prone to flux at the moment with these deductions and things it still tells a tale and it tells a tale that liverpool are a long way above us i mean as i say i you know villa who i like I say i'm convinced the fourth best team in the country now but quite a con- i think i think it's the top three villa and then a gap to say i don't know Tottenham, brighton united you know, Wolves. Yeah. You oh, wolves are playing some good football. Wolves are the Wolves are the FA Cup flying the ointment. They they get past Coventry. They could be dangerous to anybody. Wolves on their day.
0: Yeah, I think but, Gary O'Neill yeah. deserves a lot of credit in fact. He does indeed. Very he does almost to get rid of him.
1: Yeah, but you know, with us, we are what we are, and they are what they are. And it's it's. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> taking away the partisan, the The tribal. It's very difficult to see us winning tomorrow. But it might be a better time to play them, given that they've got senior professionals missing, than they might otherwise have been. But we're still in for an almighty task, Max, to yeah. be honest with you.
0: Get the kids in. I think that was the, uh, that's our motto of this podcast with yeah. the uh, <laughs> hosts. Unless we so. play,
1: we could, we could play Joe Gardner, we could play Zach Abbott, we could play <laughs> little Josh Powell, we could chuck our kids in. Yeah. Because I do believe, I think... I have a feeling, I was looking at, I, I, every now and then, I go, on the, I go on the website, Max, and have a look at the under-21s results, and mm. the under-18s results, and the ladies' results, and all this kind of thing, and I have a feeling, that our kids beat the Liverpool kids, or drew with them recently, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. sure they had a good result, so maybe, maybe maybe the way to go tomorrow is, Nuno kind of says to our, you know, general starting man, you lads have a Saturday off, and we'll play the kids, you know what I mean, let the Forest kids have a go, at the Liverpool kids, you know what I mean, but, um, no, it's uh, as I say, mate. It's a it's a daunting prospect, but it's yeah. a great footballing prospect, Max. As you, as you alluded to before, mate, these are the kind of games we craved. You know, when I was growing up, <laughs> you weren't here, Max. Forest Liverpool games—they were always the game of the weekend or the game of the night whenever they took place. They were big games. It was it for many many years. It was a proper rivalry, Liverpool Forest, especially in those Clough years where we kind of. Cock to snook at them and, you know, push them off the top spot. So mm. uh, it's a, it's a, a throwback to, to bygone glories, really, mate, tomorrow. Uh,
0: yeah, it is. Right. Let's read out some comments. Uh, Kieran says, depends who Liverpool play, but can't see us win. Uh, hope we do. Uh, Mark says, morning, lads. See you outside the boot room tomorrow. Dave, you've got a fan club. Um, it's dog like but- right, Mark. Yes, good stuff. Uh, hello, Mark. Good morning. And um, right, let's talk about. I mean, I, I, I want to touch on the on the proposed city ground kind of news with this. But just finally, then, Dave, before we move on from the Liverpool game, easier said than done. How do Forest? How do Forest stop the likes of Salah if they're playing tomorrow? Nunez, but but also a very young and 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 an incredibly, I'm sure, enthusiastic Liverpool squad given their recent success. How do Forest stop them tomorrow? And I mean, does a game like this almost suit Forest in a way? Home at the City Ground, huge atmosphere behind them. We, we'd hope, um, mm. and and, and to almost launch counter-attacking football, which has probably been our strength most recently. Mm. And we saw glimpses of it mm. against United and 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 teams mm. such as um and teams such as Newcastle when we went away from home.
1: Mm. I think, um, I mean, <laughs> it's unlikely but it's possible max uh, and there's a blueprint for it um from october of the year before they came to our place they were riding high we were rock bottom as as is we're I mean, not rock bottom tomorrow but as was the case then and is the case tomorrow there is no expectation on forest nobody in a professional pundit capacity anywhere on this planet <laughs> A lot of us will, because we love our team, and we're like, yeah, we're optimistic or whatever. And, yeah, we fancy Forest win, but a professional, hard-hearted pundit, is going to give Forest no chance tomorrow. Forest will be completely disregarded, and we can make that. We can use that to our advantage. You know, it's like it's all on Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool, the pressure is on them tomorrow. They have to get three points. You know, they know that it's the Manchester derby on Sunday. Now, if, if United buy some hooker by or Crook were to manage to go to the Etihad and stop City, then Liverpool are in prime position. And Arsenal are going to Sheffield United where they're probably likely to win on Monday night. So you know that it's the, all the pressure tomorrow's on Liverpool. There's no pressure on Forest um really because nobody expects us to win. Nobody thinks, you know, it's so unlikely but it was so unlikely in October of twenty twenty two or whenever it yeah. was you know, with that, that sunny day where Steve Cook volleyed it back and Tywo stuck it in the back of the net. And, and you know, it's, it's football and daft stuff happens in football. You know, improbables sometimes become reality. Um, and, and it is an improbable tomorrow. Um, but I remember that game against Liverpool, Max, that day. And I remember it was Cechu Chiati, Remo Freuler and Yatesy just bullied Liverpool's midfield. To the point where that day, their own, you know, Liverpool's best attacking threats that day were James Milner, who played right back, and Andy Robertson, who was left back. I remember Mo Salah just disappeared in that game, and they were, Forrest just were like, no, no, we're not going to be pushed about by you. And they got in their faces, Forrest did. I actually think that day against Liverpool, Max, was, it wasn't a thing of finesse or, you know, beauty or anything. It was a, it was a, you know brute force and ignorance forest got in their faces and pushed them about and forest if they're going to have any kind of say in this game tomorrow forest have to kind of stamp their authority on it you know physically because mm. if it becomes if it becomes a pure football match liverpool are going to win they have better players than we, that's where they're talking we're 17 but forest can bridge that gap i mean if you like uh what Blackburn did to Newcastle tonight, Blackburn bridged the gap. Blackburn should have beaten Newcastle in my view. You know, Blackburn should have won in normal time, but Blackburn made Newcastle. You, if you'd have, if you'd have looked at that Blackburn Newcastle game on Tuesday night, which I, I thought was a superb game of football. You wouldn't have known which was the Premier League team and, or, or, or and which was the team sixteenth in the Championship because Blackburn physically, spiritually close that divide between them and Newcastle. And Newcastle were really uncomfortable. And if Forrest can do similar things tomorrow to Liverpool, as, as Blackburn did to Newcastle, then they have a chance. Yeah. However, however microscopic that might be, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it is, it's two teams of 11 human beings. <laughs> there are imperfections on both sides, but you know, logic suggests that Liverpool win. But you know, you just never know, Max. And it, just but know. but Forest have to, Forest have to announce their presence. They have to, they must start the game really well, Forest. If say the first ten or fifteen minutes, Forest make Liverpool uncomfortable, the rest of us get in on it as well. And that rest of us in the City Ground, which will tomorrow the atmosphere is going to be great, because again, it's a game everybody wants. You know, to, you know, there'll be little ones going to get, maybe, maybe there be some little ones going to their first ever game at the city ground. And they'll remember for the rest of their lives, seeing Forrest play mighty Liverpool, right? If if Forrest need to get us engaged in the first 10 or 15, if we're engaged, it might become uncomfortable for Liverpool. If Liverpool score early, then I kind of dread to think what's going to happen, Max. So yeah, Forrest, Forrest can get something, but they really have to, they have to basically play better than they've played all season. Maybe with the exception of that second half against against Newcastle mate you know
0: yeah
1: um, but I think they they ad- identified that day in Newcastle that there was you know a lack of pace at the back, Liverpool would be uh, far cannier, I think you know, um, mm. especially with van Van Dyke's in good great form at the moment he's I think he's a world class player, Virgil, so yeah tough
0: yeah very tough indeed um be sure to get your, your comments in about how you think tomorrow will go um I'll be shocked to see maybe any predictions for forest win but but as as dave says you just never know right um let's touch on 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 the forest stadium redevelopment plans and the news that kind of came out of nowhere yesterday uh, that was reported originally by the bbc and forgive me for reading for those who don't know uh, this was basically about that forest could scrap the uh, new stadium redevelopment plans and relocate due to a row with the local council over simply the rent the city ground site that is currently leased on by the nottingham council um is there and it's got three, 33 years left on its current deal so so a long time I'll be maybe no I won't be Dave's age by the time it ends
1: um, I'll be gone <laughs> I won't be around Max oh, no, oh that's no. not yeah Max if I keep going to the gym maybe I yeah. will be I don't know you way. never
0: know Dave you never know um 33
1: years, Max, I'll be 93
0: then. <laughs> you will. So fingers crossed they find some, some way out of it at the minute. Uh, talks about an extension of stalled over the authorities' demands because the current £250,000 rent is to be increased to £1 million. Forrest, by the looks of it don't want to pay that um the council remains committed to the further negotiations i mean nottingham council is in a bit of a difficult place at the moment various other things they've declared bankruptcy and all sorts um club chairman recently appointed club chairman tom cartledge who's done a really good job so far at forest and he's put some good plans in place uh, said unless unless there was significant progress with the council uh, they may have to look elsewhere there's an interview with him uh, later on tonight on the news so um it kind of came out of nowhere and it's a bit interesting. And of course, the city ground redevelopment has been talked for a long time. Uh, you know, it's been talked about for a long time now. And then more plans were released a few weeks ago. Oh, Dave, it's a bit of an interesting one because, you know, party says, um, says, kind of why don't Forrest just just almost pay that money and, and try and find some agreement with the council to stay at our beloved city ground by the Trent, which, you know, even as a neutral, if I'm put, trying to put my neutral head on, it's probably one of the most scenic locations for a football ground in the country, Absolutely. potentially in Europe. Um, yeah. So, for Forest to move away, I just think it would maybe destroy the kind of, as Steve Cooper once said, the football soul that oozes around the City Ground, mm. and, and that's mm. my worry. I don't know whether you agree.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's it's a difficult one. I mean, I think <laughs> I think the, the what stymied any. You know, redevelopment of the city ground, Max's promotion, because I think had, had we stayed in the championship, we, you know, the 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 Peter Taylor would have been knocked down by now, and we would have been well into a, a redevelopment of the city ground to take it to the thirty eight thousand capacity that you know that, that was um, projected. But then you get to the you get to the Premier League, and you can't really play a Premier League season with your main stand not there. So I think. It's almost like we're victims of that that success that we had in getting back to the Premier League. I mean, in terms of, you know, unfortunately money talks in every walk of life. And so, you know, if if the council and forest can't agree, you know, financial um proprietories, proprietories, then it it, it it may end up with us leaving. But as you say, mate, and you're absolutely right, I think, I think <laughs> we're so lucky. With our our home, it, I think it's one of the great stadiums of the world, right? And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Forest fan. You've got a mystical river that flows past it and has flown past it, you know, flowed past it for centuries. You know, it's like <laughs> there's a little, there's an amazing little girl I I know who goes to Forest matches, and they were doing, they were doing the Normans at school, right? And she said, it, and, she, and and apparently in this lesson they're on about you know William the Conqueror and his forces in their boats came up, up the River Trent. And my little friend said, <laughs> was the city ground there then? You know, you could almost imagine the Normans, you know, William the Conqueror and the lads on the boat <laughs> going under Trent Bridge and went, blimey, there's the Trent end. Blimey, there's there's the Brian Clough stand, you know. It feels like one of the great monuments of football in the world. You know, not, not, not just because we're Forest fans. It, I think it's, it's a favourite um, destination For all away fans, you know, however good or otherwise the team on the pitch is, everybody who comes to the city ground never forgets it. I mean, I know a lot of Arsenal fans, for example, who, when we played them at the end of last season, that game that we won 1 0 with 18% possession and gave the title to City, they all came out. They were devastated, Arsenal. The the lads, the Arsenal lads, you know, and Basses were devastated that they lost, but they were all to, uh, you know, a man jack of them saying, what an incredible atmosphere in that stadium. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's probably our biggest weapon because if we all, if we all raise our voices in that stadium, it's as stirring a sound as you'll get anywhere in world football. I know there are bigger stadiums than that, but, you know, in this day of, to me, in this day of wearisome, concrete bowls and redevelopments and all this kind of stuff. The city ground has more character. I can only really think of in recent times, the only other grounds I can think of that are even bare comparison with our fantastic stadium, are like Villa Park, Craven Cottage, and, and Ellen Road, all old fashioned football stadiums that kind of reek of the history and and the, you know, the, the fabric of football you know in our society i think it'd be incredibly sad to move away from city ground I, I i love it i mean yeah if you if you walk from a certain part of nottingham you walk over the over the bridge and you see it there by the river it's an incredible sight it really is and and and, and as a scenic location match you, you're absolutely right it's it's non-parade there's nothing yeah. to compare with it you know what i mean i i don't i don't really i hope we don't go from there it would take away i think a lot of the essence of of what being a forest fan entails you know it it, yeah we love the team and obviously we've got our history and our trophies that we've won but it's the city ground it's just you know it's like if ever they kind of i would hate any sort of sponsorship of it so it became i don't know the the burger king city ground or the the asda city ground or the little city ground or anything like it's the city ground you know it's 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 a legend in its own right i mean what you have to remember is i think we were the very last club to go from being a private club to being a public limited company so we have this tradition and the city ground is the hub of that tradition and i would very much like not to move away from it but you know, mate. Nothing ever stays the same, very rarely stays the same. And probably the only thing that stays the same, or is going to stay the same, is the trend. is going to keep flowing past that beautiful, wonderful stadium of ours, you know. So, you know, I'd be very, very sad if we were to go. But the thing is, by what you're saying, Max, I'll probably be long gone anyway. You know? <laughs> well, fingers, fingers crossed or not, fingers crossed <laughs> the stadium yeah. will be done by then. <laughs> You know what, mate? (laughs) Moving from the city, if we move from the city ground in you know, in 33 years' time, and I'm lying there, like, have they moved from the city ground? And somebody goes, I'm sorry, Dave, they have moved from the city ground, and I'll probably croak it at that point. That'll probably kill me off, mate. You know what I
0: mean? Oh, Dave, you do crap me up. Um, (laughs) right, I I think, (laughs) um, right, okay, just quickly, Dave, uh, we, we always tend to do them in these previews. I hate to ask you, um, a quick score prediction for tomorrow. I'm gonna go. I'm going to say Liverpool 2 Forest 1 I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, that's what um the the one prediction site that I do look at they they they've said it's a 2-1 win for Liverpool. I I think it'd be a Liverpool win. What yeah. the score would be? I don't know. I just y- you have to say that it's highly unlikely that we're going to win. And uh, I'd rather do that than stick my neck out and say we're going to win. Yeah, I said we beat Newcastle the other week. We lost. You know, I thought we'd get something at Villa. We didn't. It's probably, I'm 100% wrong, mate. So it's probably, if I just, if I predict Forrest to get beat, there's more chance of them winning than if I predict them to, to win, mate. So it is difficult. Um, I mean, the thing is, you look at you look at some of the home games we've got to play. We've got to play Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea you know, we've got some very, very difficult home games. I, I think our crucial games are the, the ones away against the bottom three. You know, we have to play Luton, Blades and, and Burnley. And, you know, if we we need to make up in those games for what we didn't do, especially against um, Burnley and Luton. You know, we, those four points we dropped against Burnley and Luton at home. We must certainly try and get something back from those away games. You know, and I hope the hope, my hope is and this is no disrespect to, to Burnley and Sheffield United. My hope is that their situation is, is hopeless by the time we go to Bramall Lane and, and turf more. But you know, tomorrow, I just can't see it. I, I would be deluded, I think, to see
0: it. Mm. Yeah, you just never know. So, fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm fingers crossed for some for some positivity that we're talking about and also on Monday uh, we will do a bit of an in-depth discussion about uh the city ground redevelopment uh, and things like that and um, but, but we'll keep you updated here on the podcast uh, just a few Quick shout-outs before I go. Um, a shout-out to Fan Park. If you've not been yet, it's great. It's at Binks Yard by the railway station in Nottingham. Um, it's a great place to gather uh, beforehand, uh, and you might see my face on the screen, which probably puts people off coming, but you never know. Um, so yeah, and maybe may, maybe Dave will pop along, so you might see him. <laughs> um, so fingers crossed for that. So yeah, so 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 do pop along. That's a quick shout-out there. Uh, right, we'll be back on Monday for our main episode, reflecting on hopefully a Forest win. Against Liverpool, uh, and then next week as well. Dave, thank you as always for Pleasure your time. Uh, fingers crossed, as always, for a positive Forest performance. And as yeah. always, if you do enjoy um, these episodes, remember to give us a like, share, and subscribe across YouTube. Drop us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Have a brilliant weekend, and come on, you Reds!